The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, I'm Tony Figueroa, the child of television, and welcome to another edition of This Week in TV History. For this edition, I need help. That's why I brought my beautiful wife, Donna Allen Figueroa, along. Hi. By the way, you could hear us both on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television, and uh, you can read my blog, childoftelevision.blogspot.com. And today, I wanted to discuss the 55th anniversary of the half-hour comedy, That Girl. <laughs> You love the show. I love the show. I was introduced to the show when I moved to Los Angeles. I was seven years old. It was on our local channel, 11, KTTV. And it was in between I Love Lucy and the Andy Griffith Show. I thought it was funny, but I guess maybe as a guy, it didn't speak to me. But the show spoke to you. Very much. When the show aired in 1966 on a Thursday night... This is important because in my house, there was no television on school nights. I heard a lot of my friends talking about the show, about that girl, this girl. They were excited. I remember during that fall, I might have caught my mother watching it, dad in her room. And I remember seeing the images of Anne-Marie Marlowe Thomas on the streets of New York. And it was just exciting. I really got into the show. A few years later, I was a little bit older, when that girl became part of ABC's morning lineup during the summer, I finally got to watch that girl. And the show resonated with me for a number of reasons. First off, I've always said to Tony and Ed Robertson on TV Confidential that when I was growing up, there were very few girls on television. I mean, think about it. I mean... Saturday night, my three sons, Lassie, Lassie's owner was a boy, and it just seemed that it was So boy when you say girl, you mean young girl. I mean... So Ginger and Marianne don't count. Uh, that is a whole nother <laughs> That's story. a whole other That's thing. That's a whole nother story. But I, I guess girls in domestic settings, and maybe that's not the right word. Well, let's look at women in television. Most of the women on television were housewives. I adore Lucille Ball on I Love Lucy. But she was a housewife. She was a housewife. And... Laura Petrie. Oh, Dick Van Dyke's show, the uh, one of the best television comedies ever made. Laura Petrie was very progressive for her time, but she was still a housewife. I will say that in her marriage, she was on an equal footing with her husband. I, yeah. I believe that. I as far as the domestic roles. Yes. Now, you did have Sally Rogers. Who was a single career woman, but mm -hmm. she was, oh, I adore Rosemary, but I'm going to say it. She was an old me. Always yeah. looking for a man. And if Sally Rogers ever would have gotten married on the Dick Van Dyke show, I think she would have quit her job. Okay, that was, that was commonplace then. Yes. Yeah. In fact, um, let's see, there were a few other career women on television during the 50s. Our Miss Brooks, who was uh, Eve, Arden. Eve Arden, school teacher, always looking for a man. And let's face it, back in the 50s, female school teacher got married. They usually yeah. left. And uh, a show that I'm not familiar with, Private Secretary. And Southern. Yeah. who was, uh, was a another, working girl working yeah. girl in a position that was normally held by a woman. So, so, so basically the 
the female professions that we knew would be teacher, nurse, or secretary. Yes. You didn't see them do anything beyond that. No. And if I want to go to uh, African-American women at that time, they were domestics. They were domestic. Julia was the groundbreaking one. Uh, yes. Single I mean, woman. She was, she was a widow. She was like, okay, outside, she, worked, worked she worked outside, outside the, the home. home. Yes. And, and, and that was a still a few years after the groundbreaking Batgirl. That girl was the first time that, well, girls like me saw somebody like them on television. There were, there were the cosmetic things, the hair, the makeup, the clothes. Oh, I wanted her wardrobe. I would wear some of her clothes okay. now. Uh, uh, that, you, that was one thing. That was a big thing, which probably if Anne Marie were a real actress living in New York at the time, she could not have afforded that wardrobe. But hey, television, fantasy. Uh, she had the perfect, cute little New York City apartment. Yeah, she probably could have afforded it with a few roommates. And she had the perfect boyfriend in Donald Hollinger, who had a glamorous job for Newsview magazine. He was a reporter. Yeah, he was a reporter. He had a nice apartment, too. Yes, he did. Uh, she had a pretty much perfect life. The most important thing, though, the thing that set her apart from any other woman on television, here was a young, single woman living on her own. In fact, ABC didn't know if the American public would, would buy this. I mean, would... She... Marla Thomas had been seen by ABC. They mm -hmm. wanted a vehicle for her and presented her with several scripts that were, I guess, run-of-the-mill. And she actually said... How about doing a show like a girl like me who wants to move away from home, wants to be an actress, whose parents have a problem with her living away from home? What about a show like that? And ABC executives asked, well, would anybody watch anything like that? Mm. And, I, and, and they even were trying to throw out other ideas to ground it. Well, what if she lived as a single woman with her little brother? So she would be like a surrogate parent to the little brother. I guess. And again, being put into surrogate mother, mom mm -hmm. role, I guess. Thankfully, she got her way as the single woman living in New York. Another reason I related to her, especially at a very young age, I knew I wanted to be an actress. And I loved her adventures as an actor in New York City. New York City. And this was New York City of the 60s. The optimistic 60s. Absolutely beautiful. I, I actually preferred the original opening with her on the streets of New York. It's just New York is absolutely beautiful. When, when you New say York. the original, because I'm visualizing the little street signs. Yes. That said starring Marlo Thomas. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the first season. Yes. For some reason, I always liked that better, I think, because I saw more of New York. And as a child, I was an enamored of New York. My parents hated New York. Yeah, we went there a couple of times for a minute. I was in love with the city and the fact that my hero, Anne-Marie, was living in New York on her own. She was living my life. I, I remember uh, one morning, I'm watching the show come on. I said, oh, Mom, isn't it wonderful? And she said, you know, they filmed that in California. <laughs> the Paramount. Yes. I mean, it kind of I mean, broke the illusion for me, but I still 
watched the show religiously. So I loved her adventures as an actress, but not all of them had to do with her career, relationships. She did date a few guys other than Donald Dollinger. Yeah. But she always went back to Donald. Yes, she did. I mean, they never completely broke up, but as was cited in several episodes by other people, well, you're not engaged, which meant she was available. There was, um, Don did a story about computer dating, and Anne, who was feeling threatened, decides to get her own computer date. It was Rich Little, who was, was very much like Donald Hollinger. I mean, basically, she put in all of Donald's the, characteristics, and it was Don Hollinger. I mean, it was Rich Little, but somebody else very much like Don. She did go on the dating game. Did she not? She did. Yeah, or a dating game-like show. Dating game-like yeah, show. Yeah. There was the English photographer. Yes, and he he, he he was a reoccurring character. He did come back. Uh, actually, there are three episodes. The first time uh, he finds her on the streets of New York, on the streets of New York. Second episode, two-parter, takes her to Hollywood for a photo shoot. Of course, Don goes to save her. He can't, oh, she's with this man. I've got to go. But, yeah, it's her. I've got to save her. And he, so showed, he, he, he shows up. And then the third episode, the magazine has come out, different episode. The weirdest scene was in that episode. He would like her to return to London with him. And she has a dream. She can't decide between Don and the photographer, and she gets married to both of them. Now that episode was innocent the way that it was very it, it was course, very innocent. I am sure there were meetings. Ah, uh, now, now remember innocent. Um, let's talk about her parents for a moment. Okay, there, that was uh, Lou Parker played Lou, Lou Marie, who was in several episodes. He really did not like his daughter living alone in New York. He was afraid of are there men in her apartment. Is she going to lose her virginity? Can I say that on your show? You can say that. Yes, he was afraid of her losing her virginity. I, it, but it was all he had a key to her apartment and would often come in unannounced, which even as a kid I could not imagine as overprotect my father was Lumerie. Yeah, your your father was very much Lou Marie. I would say your father was much more accepting of me than Lou Marie was of Donald Hollinger. Yes. But I would say the character of Lou Marie and Archie Bunker made me think that all men would never find uh, their daughters, girlfriends, or husbands good enough. Yes. That would, that, that's how, I thought that's how all fathers were who had daughters, that no matter who they brought home, that they were never, never good, good enough, enough, even though they seemed like decent guys. They sure. were just not going to be good enough. And I let's thought. face it, Don Hollinger was the nicest guy in the he, world. He was the nicest guy in the world. I was just watching. Just before we set this up, I was watching an episode. I don't remember the title, but it involved a mouse. A mouse getting into Anne Marie's apartment. Let's have a mouse around the house, yes. Yes, a mouse around the house. And Donald came she, over. She and they, calls him in the yes. middle of the night to save her from the mouse. Yes. And so he, so so she mm -hmm. was allowed to be vulnerable as an independent woman. And yes. she and, and Donald was allowed to be chivalrous and come into the rescue. Yes. Sometimes he took it on himself to rescue her. This time she wanted to be rescued. But Don always had to leave. He always had to You had to see him walk out the door. At the end of every episode, he would right. have to say, 
Or at the yeah. end of end of an act, end of a scene. Yeah. So for this episode, Lou comes in unannounced, and Donald is there in a t-shirt and his boxer shorts because he slept there, she slept at his place. Yes, so and he, I mean, could, he couldn't even sleep on the couch. She had to go to his apartment, so they were not in yes. the same residence they together. were not in the same residence together of course the father sees him dressed that way and wants to take them to baltimore where they could have a wedding shotgun <laughs> optional yeah that he he assumed so of much course. had transpired without ever using any of the words but he made the assumption that something happened he was amazing and, and yeah and he had to uh, they had to get married they had to immediately head to baltimore where they could have a quick married marriage and he did talk about buying a shotgun Okay, Rosemary DeCamp, who was Mrs. Marie, was the peacemaker between Anne and her father and Don and her father. She only did 12 episodes during the entire yeah, one you of saw, the show. You five saw seasons. Lou a lot. Oh, Lou, he was always barging into his daughter's and, apartment. And the storyline, he was in Bruce in New York. He had the restaurant, but he would come down to Manhattan to get business done. Yes. So he would always stop in on his daughter. And one very yeah. sweet episode, he came down to take Anne to dinner for her birthday. Actually, I want to bring up that mouse episode because the episode opens in the middle of the night. And I noticed Anne Marie was wearing her false eyelashes in bed. Oh, she had a full face of makeup. Yeah, she was. I think she even had eyeshadow when she got out of bed. No, she, she, did, she was perfect. She did not look like she ever takes that stuff off. Again, that's the fantasy. Mm -hmm. Did little girls want to see what she really looked like? No, she always looked like this. Maybe that was false expectations for the rest of us. But we loved it. So, but the um, going back to the, the premise of the show, do you think that networks were worried that parents would have a problem with their little girl wanting to grow up, move out, move to the big city, leave home by themselves, that girls would see Anne-Marie as a role model? Unfortunately, yes. girls would see Anne-Marie as a role model. Maybe some of them did, but the role of women was starting to change. Uh, maybe not as the show started but certainly when the show ended in 1970 when uh, in fact the last Actually, march 19th 1971 was the last episode the last episode uh the elevated woman she and don are on she is taking don to a women's lip meeting so that did enter yes because a lot of the let's call them the mission statements for sitcoms of this time is that you didn't want a lot of um influences from current events and sometimes you know fashions and things like that because they knew that these shows would be shown in reruns so you wanted certain fashions i'm sure whoever picked on suits in the first four seasons they wanted something that would be timeless well and then they clothes in the 60s very much very much 60s. of the time but you look very at, much and then Final season, Don got the sideburns. Uh, I think he was using the dry look in his hair. And did he wear a Nehru jacket on occasion? He must Jerry, have. Jerry did. I, yeah. I, I remember Jerry in one at least, at least once. And that last season, season five, which for the true fans like myself, the show changed. It was like when she changed her hair mm -hmm. from the flip and the bangs to the long hair. The show changed, and I realized as an adult that that girl was becoming that woman. This is a good place to pause, but we'll be back with more TV history right after this message.